0: Hi gorgeous, this is episode number 250 and we have the amazing Brianne Dick back on the show.
1: Hey, it's Brianne Dick here. You're listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky, enjoy! Well, I am
0: so excited to have Brienne back on the show today. I have already my pen and notepad ready to go. And today we are going to talk about pay yourself first, what that actually means, why this is so important. And obviously, we're going to cover much, much more. And the last episode, we covered giving money a home and how you can make more money by working less. So make sure you are checking out episode 249 if you have not already. And now we are proceeding. proceeding with episode number 250 with the wonderful Brienne Dick. She is the co-founder of Visionary CEO Academy, which helps service businesses scale from $20,000 a month to $100,000 a month and beyond. She has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs structure their businesses for scalability while freeing them up to do the creative work they love. And I can't wait to hear more of what Brienne has to say. So let's dive right in. Well, I am so super excited to have you back on the show, Brienne. Welcome. Thank you. I just loved our first conversation, giving money a job. Wow. How brilliant, right? And, and really seeing money as what it is, it's supposed to support you it's energy, it's the exchange for your services, for your products, for the love, for the sweat, whatever you put in. (laughs) And uh, so I think it's so, so crucial. So let's let's talk a bit about profits uh, because I see oftentimes, especially when people start out or they are in the beginning of their business, um, I think this is often overlooked, how important Mm. profits are. And also the thing, like pay yourself first. I mean, that took me a long time to get, like, what does it mean pay yourself first? Like, how does it work? Um, So maybe you can um, put a little bit light on these things.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. And, you know, I know that we've got people who are listening from all over the world on this. And it's so fascinating how different cultures and different places around the world have different perspectives on what money is all about. Now, as we talked about on the previous episode, I'm in Canada. So I have a very North American lens on profit. And in the United States in particular, but also in Canada to an extent, because of how the the culture is, but also, frankly, because of how the tax system is set up, there is kind of a story that profit is what I pay myself and that, I don't know if that's true in, in Europe or elsewhere around the world, but that's certainly what a lot of people who start their business in North America think. My business's profit is what I pay myself. And there's a challenge with that. And the challenge is what happens when you decide that you don't wanna be doing all the work yourself and you wanna start in bringing on other people into your team and you wanna be able to grow your business beyond just you. When that happens, you need to now start paying other people, which means that you either need to pay yourself less or I'm not sure what the alternative is. Because if your mindset is that all the money that comes in the business that doesn't get spent on operating expenses and whatnot, that's profit and that money is mine, then every time you go to hire someone else or to spend more money on other areas of your business, You're choosing between taking the money out of your own pocket or keeping the money for yourself. And that can be a really challenging decision for some people. That's why having this idea of money having a job and of profit is so important. The accurate definition of profit that I would love for you to use is profit is money that the business pays itself. It's not the money that it pays you. It's not whatever's left over at the end of the day. It's profit is the money that the business pays you. And as such, the business can choose how to use its money to create growth. So if you, you know, we, we ended off last episode talking about if you were to decide to uh, temporarily put less money into profit, and give that money instead the job of hiring someone else into your team. You, what you pay yourself is unaffected by that. It's Your business is choosing to use its money differently. And that is why profit is so important. Because profit is the business allowing itself to grow and make choices. So that the business can grow without impacting you and your finances personally and that's so huge because i never want you to be in a situation where you have to choose between selling more so you can make more money to put more food on the table because you've got all these other expenses versus investing in growing your business and being able to do more for the people you serve and for yourself
0: yeah i love that it's not or it can be end, right? It's not that you need to make the decision to exclude something with the right viewpoint. You can can be inclusive (laughs) and you can pay yourself first. You can make sure that you have enough food on the uh, table so that you can start to think about all the nice things you want to do, (laughs) like maybe taking your kids on a vacation or something that lights you up or give to a good cause or whatever it is but you always have enough because you yeah. make sure that the system is running properly and it does create those results.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what does hard sells mean to you?
1: You know, for me, I really see that my job in my business, whether it's working with clients, working with people who are not yet clients who in my mind, they are clients, they just don't know it yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> taking care of my team. All of these things for me are about leadership. It's about how I'm showing up. So what heart cells for me means is how can I show up in leadership with the other person? And for me, that's something I'm doing. Like I said, even if someone doesn't know they're a client yet, I'm still going to lead with their best interest in mind. Sometimes their best interest in mind means that there is not a sales conversation to be had. Sometimes their best interest in mind means you really should buy because this is really going to make a difference for you. But it's about helping them to do what's in their best interest. And I take that same approach of leadership, whether it's with team members or with active clients or prospective clients, what I'm always asking, what I'm always thinking about is how can I, from my position of leadership, do what's in, help them to do what's in their best interest, which also means keeping in mind what's in my best interest as well, because I need to be able to show up in a way that is responsive. And I can't be worried about making money and show up, for my clients in the best way. So I need to be showing up for myself in leadership. And for me, it's always mutual, right? What is the mutual thing that's best here? What's the sale conversation that's best for me and for them? What's the client uh, delivery mechanism that's best for me and for them? When something's happening with a team member, what's best for me and for them? I always want to find the mutual value and the mutual best because to me that's what my job is in terms of being the leader of this business.
0: Yeah, I love that. I, th- I think it's so important to really claim and own this leadership piece because people that are drawn to you they are looking for support. They're not coming usually to hang around and have a good time. <laughs> they really have a challenge they they need to solve. And that's why they come, right? So I, I think it's important to to be reminded that each and every day you are having a leadership role if you want it or not. Yeah. People will see you as a leader, as an inspiring person, with whatever you put out there, the right people will see you and they will promote you leader. <laughs> mm-hmm. So even if you're not aware of it, you, you should be aware of it and then act to help them, to guide them, either it's a sale or it's not a sale, it doesn't matter if it's in their best interest, both um, results are good. Mm-hmm. But making sure that they, they really get what they need. Yeah. And some, that sometimes they say that they need something or that they want something, but it's not what they need. So just being mindful of those little differences, I think it's mm-hmm. important as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and being willing to stand up for the truth of the situation, being willing to, you know, be in integrity in those moments and say, you know, I know that this is what you want. I, I can tell you from my perspective as the leader, that the truth about what's going to get you there is this. And, you know, the other person has the choice. They can always choose whether to go along with it or not, right? I can't make someone else do anything. Yeah. And I, I can't remember where I first heard the quote, but I think it's true in in sales, in having a team, in everyday life, relationships, you know, wherever it is, is that each of us comes in having 100% responsibility, Right, It's not that I have 50% responsibility and the client has 50%. It's not that I have 50% and my spouse has 50%. It's that I come with 100% responsibility for what I say, what I think, how I feel, how I act, how I show up. The other person also has 100% responsibility for how they say, how they think, how they feel, how they act, and how they show up. My job is to make sure that I am showing up in 100% integrity, 100% behind that, and allowing and understanding what the other person has their 100%. Their responsibility doesn't diminish or reduce my responsibility. My responsibility is still always 100% to show up and do what I know and believe is the right thing for that person, for myself, for my business. And then it's up to them what responsibility they will demonstrate in response. Mm,
0: yeah. And, and it's so true. And I think that's, that's like a big thing to learn. I, I don't know that anybody is prepared for for this kind of thought That because oftentimes we feel like maybe we need to save someone, right? (laughs) Which is not true. We just need to be there, hold the space, and make the right offer at the right time. And then it's their responsibility to say yes or no. So, have you always been confident when it comes to sales? <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's really funny actually. Um, I was I was speaking with a mentor a week or two ago, and uh, we were talking a little bit about about my journey in, in sales and marketing. We were also talking a little bit about how my brain works because, of course, I'm I'm very logical and I'm very you know. Da 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 da. You know, thing to thing to thing to thing. Very very uh, structured and, and systemic. And he laughed and he said, Brianne, you might be one of the. You know, your brain might make you one of the least natural salespeople in the world. So <laughs> uh, certainly, certainly not something that's been been natural for me. And and that, of course, affects your confidence as well. I'm much more comfortable in a room with with people." where I'm, you know, uh, leading a team or facilitating a conversation than I am in in having a sales conversation. But I think for me, seeing how those things are really similar helped a lot. For me, seeing how showing up for my team and leading my team is similar to showing up for a client on a sales conversation, showing up for a client who is a client. Um, And also just this idea that a a prospect – is a client who hasn't bought yet. That's really helped as well because it puts me in this mindset of doing what's best for them.
0: Mm, yeah, I was just going to say, like, can you share tip? But you already shared three. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really awesome. Do you do you remember the very first thing that you ever sold in your whole life?
1: Oh, um, well, it's interesting because I started off my very first entrepreneurial. Um, venture, if you will, was my mom was a piano teacher. And I started taking some of her beginner piano students. So I really didn't have to do any selling there. They just kind of said, hey, um, my mom can't take more students. So I can. I think the first thing I'd say I actually sold was uh, a website. It was for my dad's, the company my dad worked for. I think I charged $800. Um, and again, it was, uh, you know, someone came to me and wanted to give me money and said, how much? And I just made up a number <laughs> that sounded good. So my, my sales experience didn't start with me having to learn how to have sales conversations. It definitely started with here, let us give you money. How much do you want? Which is a great situation to what have. A bit that situation. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, but I definitely had to learn how to, to be proactive and uh, and you know be participating in sales uh, from there on.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how how did it feel when you actually received the money the first time?
1: Do you oh, remember gosh. that feeling? I you know I don't. Um, this is one one of the things that when when I was talking about my mentor about the way that my mind works. Um, I actually have a very poor memory. Um, I. Long story short, there's a condition that's recently been realized, which is called aphantasia, which means that one does not have a mind's eye. I can't visualize. I don't have a mind's eye. And what that means is that I don't tend to remember things very well either. So my memory is very poor because I can't visualize that experience. I just happened to know it was 800 or so dollars that showed up. Uh, I don't even remember the money arriving. I just remember saying 800 and somehow that was okay because I remembered the website that I built, not the money side of it. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it's always a, a great conversation. Just, you know, how do people respond to money? Like when they get it, like are they excited or do they feel a little bit guilty that they've, mm. t- that they've taken it, like, right? It's more like a conversation about giving and receiving.
1: Yeah. With- I can tell you the one time I do remember having an emotional response and that was the first time that I put together a proposal for more than $10,000. That proposal freaked me out. I remember sending it out and just being in this, not panic state, but really just, what did I just do? I don't know how they're going to receive it. I don't know what it's going to be like. I actually didn't end up getting the contract, which is probably the best thing that could have happened at the time. But just that initial sending of it, what's amazing is that from then on out, sending bills of $10,000 didn't feel like such a big thing anymore. But that first time, that one was really, you know, that one, I, I know my, my chest definitely tightened a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think those moments do kind of show where you have some, you know, fields or areas to improve or how you might be thinking not consciously, but subconsciously, like what's going on within you, even though, you know, logically, like, yeah, of course I can send the 10k, you know, I do all the work for it. So obviously I, I earn that, but yeah, it's really interesting. Is it easy to make money or is it difficult, right? Do you have to work hard for your money or do you just Mm -hmm. have to charge the right price? to the right person because you deliver the value they see, not the value you give it. So it's. Yeah, I always love these conversations. So is there a book that has changed or influenced you in a big way? Mm. I'm quite sure you read a ton of books because you love reading Yeah, yeah I do. So I what, feel what like comes
1: to mind? <laughs> you know, I, I don't have children, but I feel as though if I did, this would be the equivalent of asking which of my children – is my favorite? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've read so many books that have shifted things, but you know, since we're on the topic of, of giving and receiving, one book that I think is a really powerful read, if you find yourself having a hard time receiving, it's called "The Power of Receiving." It's by Amanda Owen. And it for me, was a book that really showed me all the subtle ways in which I can be more open to receiving. You know, how being a giver isn't better than being a receiver and how to allow myself, even in simple things like receiving a compliment. You know, all of these little things. It's a great book, The Power of Receiving by Amanda Owen.
0: Yeah, cool. I'm going to put that in the show notes as well so people can have a look. I have not read it. I've heard about it. But as you just said, like with the compliment, that was something I had to practice at some point, (laughs) just because usually the reaction is like, you, you repay the compliment with another compliment, or you kind of say, well, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's, it's an old dress (laughs) or whatever, like like all these comments where you, if you think about it, think like, where did this come from? Yep. Right. Why couldn't I just take it and say, thank you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Wonderful. And I want to say thank you for these amazing episodes with you and also for the wonderful gift you are sharing, the definite guide on how to build a team that keeps your business growing, making money and having a bigger impact. Though Everything we want is in there. And what's what I love about it, it will also show you while you get the focus on what you do best. You That's So right. you don't need to wear all of these hats. Can you give us a little bit of an insight in, into the gift before we wrap off?
1: Right. So this is for the folks who, you know, we hearken back all the way to the start of the last episode. If you haven't checked that one out, make sure you go and listen to that episode. We talked about, you know, this idea of team and, and being able to spend time in your genius and giving money a job. And so maybe you feel as though you're at a point in your business where you want to give your money a job of building your team and you want to be able to focus more on the things you love most and are best at. And if that's the case, then this gift that I'm, I'm giving, there's no opt-in. You don't need to give your email address. You can just go ahead, uh, click on through and, and read it. And it's going to walk you through how to build the team from the structural perspective so that you don't end up with the team you need to micromanage. You don't end up spending all your time trying to chase people around and telling them what to do and getting upset when they don't do it right. But how to actually set your team up so that they can grow your business, free you up the same time in a way that feels good and is in integrity as well.
0: Mm, so juicy. <laughs> Can't wait to get my hands on it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Do you have any
1: parting piece of guidance that you want to share? Oh, we, you know, we've talked about so many different I things. Know. We've we've covered so many different topics. The thing that I really want to, to suggest is that as you're thinking about your business and as you're thinking about growing your business and your role in it, I want to really encourage you to remember that your business isn't you. Your business is something that you lead. Your clients are people that you lead. Your team is something you lead. But you are not your business. And so whether it's about how you deal with the profit in your business, how you deal with the customer experience in your business, how you deal with the team in your business, your job is not to do those things or be those things. Your job is to be the decision maker and the leader that allows those things to happen so that your business can support you instead of you needing to support it all the time. Mm. Brilliant. Well, thank you so,
0: so much, Brianna. It was a pleasure having you. I, I love these episodes. I'm so excited about all the golden nuggets. I for sure will re-listen, since <laughs> I couldn't take so many notes all at once. But yeah, thank you so much for having been
1: here and your time today. Well, and thanks to everyone who tuned in to listen for taking the time with us as well.
0: Well, so many golden nuggets, I again have notes over notes, and I just love the idea of paying yourself first, which was something that really took me a uh pretty long time to get that concept. I love how Brienne talks about money, about numbers, how it all clicks together in your business, and I hope you have gotten a ton of value out of it. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab, and make sure you download the amazing gift that Brienne has given the sales community. It is a definite guide on exactly how to build a team that keeps your business growing. Making money and having a bigger impact while you get to focus on what you do best. And once you're over there at christineschlonsky.com forward slash podcast, you will find the show notes, the transcripts, and also all the links that connect you to Brienne so uh, you can get more of her amazing content and teachings. And yeah, thank you so much for being here. I hope you are implementing and have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now we